Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And this week, I'm talking to Erin Cham, who specializes in skincare. Now, you may be wondering, what's the connection between skincare and sugar? Well, Erin's been obsessed with skincare for over four decades, and she has a somewhat shocking outlook about skincare and skincare products. What if all the lotions and serums and creams and cleansers we use aren't caring for your skin so much as masking it? And what if what you put in your body is far more important than what you put on your skin? That's what we'll be talking about in this episode. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration. Pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health, because cutting sugar is one of the best things you can do for your gut health. Go to aftersugarclub.com to get your free resources today. So today I'm talking with Dr. Erin Jam, who is a health scientist and the author of a book about skin health and beauty. And I can't wait to talk to Dr. Erin because there is really a very close connection between skin health and sugar. And Dr. Erin, can we begin by having you tell us a little bit about your background um, with your skin and also with food and sugar? Hi, Netta. 
Um, call me Aaron. Uh, yes, I am happy to um, share with you how you know that skin is so related to what we eat. Uh, my book is called Skin Sobering. So it sounds like there's some getting rid of things or sobering up. Um, so I, my background is in health science and gerontology. It's so I, I do a lot of work on aging and uh, and all aspects of health. But uh, in the last four or five years, I've been really focused on skin health because I found out that I'm not naturally um, inclined to wanting to study diabetes and heart failure and all the other chronic diseases. But when it comes to skin, I'm naturally digging, uh, trying to find more about it. And it is through the action of failure of my own skin and trying to really understand how skin health and beauty works that I read an amazing book uh, that was written by a Japanese doctor called Skin Fasting at that time. It's actually a, um, a girlfriend of mine. Um, uh, we meet every year, a group of us in Hong Kong. Um, I, I, I was from Hong Kong. So once a year, I, I try to go back. And uh, she, a beautiful friend of mine, brought this book and said, Aaron, you got to read this. We've been doing it all wrong. Uh, it is not about putting stuff on our skin. All the stuff we put on, including cleansers, are actually disrupting our skin and to a point of harming our skin if we use it on a, a day and night basis, which which everybody almost does. Skincare products are put on morning and night. And those products contain uh, chemical consistency and items and substances that for sure on a, on a continuous basis, harm your skin. So that's how the book started. And as I do research, um, true research of reading many, many books, um, looking at uh, this doctor's um, clinical studies, by the way, I was so impressed by him when I actually did his method. In three months, my skin completely regenerated, renewed. All the problems I had disappeared. So I wrote him to thank him. And he wrote back. And I asked him, why is your, your book not in uh, North American, in Western uh, market? He has His book is out in seven countries and bestsellers, uh, all in Asia. So he said, I haven't found a, a, a good partner yet. So I raised my hand. I said, I am your good partner. I am a girly girl obsessed with beauty and skin. I am also a scientist. Let's do this together. Let's bring this book to the Western world. So that's how we started. And he's uh, Dr. Yuzuki. He's done research for 20 years on skin. So, so as I do more and more research, I found out what you eat determines the most, even though my book is about no chemicals. Yes, you should not introduce chemicals onto your skin uh, without knowing what your exact purpose is. Uh, but what you eat and how you protect your skin are the two primary reasons. And sugar is a huge factor. I would almost say it's number one of the eating for multiple reasons. We can discuss that later. Yes. Wow. That is kind of a huge mindset shift from, you know, use the best skincare products out there to basically what? Don't use any at all? Uh-huh. 
Um, I think the mindset switch, I think you use a really good word, um, came from the 1940s, a mindset switch to the wrong side by the most amazing promotion and advertisement. Why are we now, our grandparents even, parents and us, and we're now passing it down to our children, think that moisturize, moisturize, moisturize is how we should take care of our skin. Um, I want to bring one scientific fact into this is we know that our skin is an organ. Most people know intuitively, they don't talk about it that way because we look at this organ, any other organ in our bodies are hidden. We don't really, it doesn't stick to our face, but our skin is an organ and it is an excretory organ or excretory organ. And what that means is to excrete, to pass, to eliminate, to poop. Our skin's function is designed by nature, granted by God, to eliminate waste. It is never a digestive organ. The skin cannot absorb nutrients. That's the job of the mouth, the job of the, the, the stomach, the intestine, our whole digestive system. Our skin has never been designed to absorb. How are we believing that our skin should and can absorb all the nutrients, vitamin C, uh, ceramide, um, the various acids? It's all because we've been told from the 1940s, starting in soap opera, I don't know if you heard of the term soap opera, yeah. um, that um, we should treat our skin as an absorptive organ. Soap opera it's called soap opera because in the 1940s, P&G, Procter & Gamble, began this whole genre and or this whole chain of entertainment that's aired around lunchtime to housewives to sell soap and later beauty products. And that's why those drama are called soap, soap operas. They are to sell soap. And they are they've been powerful. It. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. amazing. And so, yeah. I mean, but you... Why would they use this type of entertainment to sell soap? Why not just ads? Uh, so the the ads uh, in between the 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 show are the the the, the TV show themselves don't sell soap, but okay. all the ads uh, that are in between these uh, drama or there's radio drama as well uh, gotcha. are all uh, soap advertisements. Gotcha. And that's how and it came about. That's how it came about. And what was the message about soap in the 40s? It is, first of all, uh, human body odor is disgraceful. We do not want it. Our home should not have any smell. Our body should not have any smell. We need to be clean to be socially accepted. And if you do have smell, you do have any bodily secretion like sweat, oil, that's not acceptable. And we've been told from very early on that uh, we need to strip off everything that's naturally produced. A kitchen should not smell like food. A kitchen should smell like lemony fresh. Mm -hmm. So all cleaning products are scented. Um, our body should not smell like human body. It, a no smell body is not good enough. You need to smell um, fragrantly fresh, uh -huh. uh, perfumely fresh. So yeah, those things have been- pressure. Oh, a lot of pressure. I mean, why do we think that there's so much insecurities about our bodies? Started pretty early. Started quite young. Yeah, 
Yes. I mean, I look at my teenage daughter, you know, she's got 101 products, um, deodorant, body mist, uh, face cream, hair stuff, you know, all mm. perfume, all scented. And here I am with my washing powder, which is probably highly, highly chemical, but at least it doesn't have any scent in it. I, I, and you wonder why this whole um, advertisement and promotion and marketing is so successful. Look at the dollar sign. I don't know if you know the industry's uh, revenue. I'm just going to bring to uh, our listeners' attention of the advertising dollars per company, one company per year. Guess how much money they spend on advertising just by one company, like a huge number that in your head that you are thinking, oh, that would be ridiculous if this this number. What would you think, uh, say Procter & Gamble spends one year and every year, but each year oh, on marketing? Billions? You're the only one who actually gave the right unit. Most people say 100 million well, they spent $11.5 billion Gosh. on promoting their products. Why do, what, like this number, I can't fathom this number. I don't know what that number really means. I, I only make, we only make in the hundreds of thousands, if we're lucky, half a million. But this number is by one company. They are able to sell products everywhere. In front of you, not even think you don't even think they're selling products by influencers who are uh, looks like they're just talking about their own experience. No, um, some of them started with that and then they get paid. All the product information is around us constantly. Watch TV sometime and count how many skin or health or beauty or cleanliness related products are out there. So yeah. we are bombarded with these kind of messages all the time. That's why your teenage daughter knows how to buy 101 products. She's yeah. heard of all of them and she thinks all of them are good. And Jennifer Aniston and uh, Sofia Vergaro and many Jennifers, Gardner, they all are paid handsome amount of money to tell you their beauty came from these products. No, their yes. beauty were born with, and they have a team of amazing crew to make them beautiful. So why wouldn't we think that if we want to be beautiful, the way, the only way is to buy products and new products and more products? Yeah, and I definitely got hooked into that. And it was only, I have to say, it was only when I stopped eating sugar, flour and sweeteners that my skin cleared up and I had this, epiphany about the message that you share so well which is that you don't need all the creams and the potions and the lotions if on your skin if what you're eating makes your skin look good from the inside out is that does that sound absolutely accurate? absolutely so even though my main message is skin sobering ss the important acronym that i used in my book is actually pa SS. So P and A is before skin sobering. So P is protect. We have to protect our skin. Uh, you know, if you're exposed to the sun 24 seven, you can 12 hours a day. And if you don't protect your skin from the wind, from the elements and protection is physical protection. That's the best. 
Um, your skin is going to age very fast. We know sun damage is one of the biggest skin an enemy and it gives us cancer as well. Um, the second one, the A stands for adjustment. It's the adjustment of lifestyle. So the biggest lifestyle that gives you bad health and bad skin is smoking. And the second one is what you eat. And with within what you eat, sugar is, oh my God, number one. Um, so when I stop eating sugar, I, I, I'm lucky. I naturally do not like sweet stuff. My only sweet comes from fruit. So it's with a, a whole form and it's with fiber. Uh, and that's wonderful. But any refined sugar, any added sugar, any sugar in food, I can taste it. I don't like it. So for me, it just naturally got out of my system. Um, so I didn't have bad acne. I didn't have much inflammation and blemishes. Um, but my blemishes and acne came from chemical irritation, came from products that are supposed to calm my acne, came from cleansers that are supposed to take care of my oil, rip away my oil. It, your body instead says, this is out of equilibrium. You just took everything away from me and your body overproduces oil again. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a problem of blemishes uh, and uh, inflammation from sugar, uh, but sugar is the number one inflammator. It drives up your insulin and, and that equals inflammation to come. So sugar being away from your diet took care of inflammation, not just for my skin, also my joints. A lot of problems and pain in our body is related to inflammation. And without sugar, the inflammation can't come out. Yeah, yes, that makes total biological sense. And yet as a message for people, um, would you say it's pretty unpopular? Well, sugar, like like skincare products, make you feel good in the moment. It tastes good. Mm. You tell people stop eating sugar, they go, well, then you're not living. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly what I used to think. Yeah. Uh, no, when you realize how well you live and how much more energy you have and how your body just gets into so much better functioning. And I'm not saying no sugar. I'm saying no refined sugar. There are thousands of fruit, sweet, sweet, beautiful fruit. Eat them. Just don't drink juice, which is no more fiber involved. Don't eat refined sugar. Eat it as a treat. This is the same as skincare products. If I say to people, oh, don't use skincare products. It goes, oh my goodness. Then how do I pamper my skin? How would my skin look beautiful? I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast 
and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. days without skincare products and the chemical cleansers, you will be surprised how beautiful your skin looks and how your exfoliation comes back, how your own um, symbiotic bacteria, your own flora comes back on your face, how you can fend off the pathogenic germs, how you no longer feel dry because your protective barrier is no longer being broken down by the very strong, I call it um, empathilic products, that the products has surfactants in them. Uh, it's like a form of emulsifier. It blends water and oil, so it looks creamy and beautiful. That particular product, the surfactant, can break down all your own oil and, and water-based uh, brick wall. That's, that's your skin can do on its own. So when that's broken down, your skin has cracks. Your skin is leaking. We cannot moisturize from outside. We can only provide moisture from within and we can prevent moisture loss. By moisturizing from outside, you're ju just gooing up your skin. You're just giving, you're soaking up your skin. You're giving it a temporary um, smoothness and plumpness that only lasts for as long as when the product's on. Hmm. So when your product's off, you feel dry. Yeah. Test it. Anyone yeah. who's used products. And so there are things very much uh, similar between products and sugar is that they give you some instant gratification, some instant good feel. Who doesn't feel good when you eat sugar? The sweet is wonderful. But if you eat sugar many times a day, every day, it will do so much harm to you. Mm. Yes, yes. It's They say the dose that makes the poison, no? Eh? And the frequency makes the poison as well. Yeah. It's, yes, it's, that makes I mean, sense. You could almost eat half an apple pie once a month, and it's okay because you're not doing it every day. Anything you do to your body bad once in a while doesn't really harm you. Anything you do to your body well or good once in a while, doesn't do you any good. So the consistency, the frequency, and the dosage are extremely important. Wonderful. Yeah, what a great message. It seems to me like it's a very liberating type of message so that we don't get all, you know, wound up about, oh, my God, you know, I ate this one time or I did put this on my skin one time. Um, I'd just like to circle back to what you were saying about protecting your skin. So um, what do we do? What can we do to protect our skin from too much sun exposure, to protect it from premature aging and wrinkling and all the things that show our age? Mm -hmm. So from sun exposure, um, physical protection is the best, which means uh, in the shade, a hat, a mask, um, when you can do protect, physical protection. And most of us, if we're not out there working in the sun or working out in the sun, um, you are able to protect yourself quite well with a, a large brim hat. 
if you're an athlete who's out there all the time, like I cycle and I ski, and those two are both outdoor activities, and those two are both fast activities. So I am able to put a buff. It's it's like a tube. It's a mask that covers you all the way from your eyes down. And then I have a hat also or helmet, and then I have my glasses, and I'm fast. So my weird look of being masked up is not that. It's not that weird because it's a room I'm by, so yeah. people can't really see me, and I'm working. Out, so it's okay to wear a mask, but if you're in a beach, on the beach, and you you want to show your face, you don't really want to mask up. Um, a physical sunblock is a good one. Only use it while you're actually in the sun. Some people are so afraid of light, fluorescent light, and indoor light that they opt to put sunscreen on the whole day. Now okay. that's getting um ridiculous and harmful to your skin because our face can be exposed to indirect sunlight and the skincare industry and, and sunscreen industry has been so powerful and sending you message that, oh, even if you're in the shade, you need sunscreen. Oh, even if it is completely cloudy, you need sunscreen. Yes, there is UV that comes through, but you're not putting your face up to be um, uh, taking in UV, the damage from the chemicals in skincare products is not is not worse than the indirect sun. So I would suggest using physical protection. And if you must use sunscreen, choose a physical sunscreen with um, titanium dioxide. It's uh, more on the surface. It has some whiteness in it, so that's why people don't want to use it because it doesn't look good. But most of the time, I wear an umbrella. I carry an umbrella. If being beautiful and having your face not exposed to the sun is that important, then use an umbrella. Don't then damage your skin with constant skincare and constant sunscreen use. Yeah, and and the rest of your body, you know, um, it's okay to get get sun through the rest of your body. Sun is good. We need sun. We need sun for vitamin D. It's not a complete taboo. Yeah, well, you and I both live in Canada. I'm further north than you are. You're in the Toronto area. And, you know, we don't get that much vitamin D during the winter. That's for sure. Correct. Correct. So we're not really getting enough sun. It's people who go out and tan their skin. That's when you should say, okay, you want to be beautiful. You've ascribed to the darker means beautiful. Uh, Colored skin, tan means beautiful. Okay. You accepted that kind of a um, social standard where we Asians believe any color is not beautiful. We want to be fair. We want to be light. We will bleach our skin to be beautiful. I wish we all cultures just accept what their skin color is. They are all beautiful, but we constantly try to change our skin color. Both are moronic. Both are never long lasting. You can tan your skin to the cows come home it'll turn white again as soon as you're not tanning. I can bleach my skin till dawn. It will turn back to yellow as soon as I stop using products. So you're constantly damaging your skin by trying to change the color. So as long as you're not trying to tan your skin, most of the time, just with a hat or more in the shades, you're already protecting your skin from your face from UV and the rest of your body, a little bit of a 
you know, wrinkle. Eh, don't be so too worried. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a sort of an obsession once you get to a certain age, and that can be like 30, but in my case, you know, 50s, where we're like, we're looking to look younger for some reason. I don't know why we just don't accept the age that we are, but it's quite a challenge for us, especially women, to accept the way that we look. And do you know, the, uh, I just heard a, a really brilliant advertisement and promotion to exactly echo what you said. Um, skincare industries are trying to get kids and young people to use skincare as soon as possible. In the old days, old days, like our time in the 80s, at least we will say, you know, by the time you hit about late 30s, you should start maybe taking care of your skin a, more, a bit more because your skin is getting to the starting to show a bit of fine line stage. Nowadays, they said, begin using skincare products at the age that you want to stay at. So well, I want to stay looking like 19. <sighs> so begin using skincare products at 19. Oh my goodness. How yeah. ridiculous this is. And it's gotten even worse. Begin looking like before puberty because puberty gives you acne. So start using products before puberty. That's when you want your skin to look like a, an 11 year old, a 10 year old. Yeah. I cannot, I just shrivel. I just, yeah. oh, I, I am very angry at how we, um, as a as a population and our younger generation, they're getting this message everywhere. In the olden days where we watch TV together, that's the only entertainment we have. And we all sit down. We know what they're watching. We know what they're hearing. Now their little tablet, their little phone, they're getting messages that we have no clue. We don't even know what kind of messages they're getting. And childhood eczema is starting younger and younger kids as young as six months are getting eczema and mm -hmm. eczema is a reactive disease it's reacting to things that are within you you have been eating things that your body is rejecting or things on top of you you have been using products on kids from day one with moisturizers with baby wash um, washing your kids with products daily that is not necessary the American Dermatology Association has put out a white paper, which is very unpopular, but it is so strong. And they are against a lot of the dermatologists who are actually big sellers of skincare products. This white paper said, children do not need a bath more than two times or three times a week. That's do, kids do not need that. You need yeah. to wash kids' hands with soap, wash their face, and their feet and their bum, their bum and their body does not need to be soaked in water and product. This is from American Dermatology Association. Children do not need to be washed every day. This sounds like neglect. Oh, <laughs> barbaric to most of us parents who are product driven and product brainwashed. Mm. Our skin does not need to be interfered all the time, especially our body doesn't even touch anything outside. Our hands, yes, we touch toilet seats, we touch railings, we touch doorknobs, we touch 
public places, wash your hands with soap. Yes. But your face, the rest of your body, it's just really airborne things. And that just water alone will be able to wash it quite effectively. Water alone can wash away urine, dust, sebum, sweat, blood. It's very effective, but we've forgotten that water is the best way to clean. We have become um, completely reliant on products. We put products on, then we need products to take it off. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle and a really powerful analogy with food and sugar uh, in the sense that it's a very unpopular message to say you don't need all that stuff you don't need those products and by products it can be skincare products or edible products by the food industry you don't need all that stuff that is surprisingly although not so surprisingly a shocking and unpopular message because we want to believe that that cream or that edible product will make us all feel better. I love the way you use edible product. Hmm. Michael Pollan, um, he wrote the yeah. book. I'm sure you know him. Yes. Um, many books that, you know, uh, what is one of his In books? In Defense name? of Food. Yeah, The Defense yeah. of Food. He uses the word edible products. I don't yeah. think we ever call broccoli a product. We'd ever call tomato a product. When we say product, we mean packaged, processed products. Yes, we... It's unpopular because those are the easy stuff. Those are the convenient stuff. To actually eat real food takes a bit more time. How easy it is to get a bag and open it and there we go and we eat it. And Michael also said, anytime when you see fortified with something, uh, this helps with your heart uh, disease. This lower your uh, heart disease problems. Whenever they put... I claims on something they've taken away something from this food and they've added things to this food that is not nature intended we don't ever see a label on broccoli or tomatoes or bok choy saying this will do whatever they want to claim so yes we have been uh, i guess spoiled to need things, want things immediately. To get good skin, you need to be without products for 30 days. And that's hard. Who yes. wants to have nice looking skin in 30 days? I want it right now. Yeah. I want to just slather this lotion on so my skin looks moist right now. Everything is right now, but everything are about our body is not right now. You cannot gain strength right now. You cannot gain speed right now. You cannot gain height. If you want to jump higher, you can't do it right now. If someone tells you, hey, I have something that I can give you, and in 24 hours, you're going to run faster, jump higher, and lift stronger. We're at least smart enough to know that, whoa, that's not natural. That's wrong. Our body cannot respond that way. This must be a steroid of some sort. So we are smart enough to know I don't want that. But how come we're okay to be told you can look more beautiful? Your skin will just brighten up in 24 hours. Your skin will just look wonderful. Or you're going to feel amazing by just eating this sugar. You're going to feel happy right away. Nothing that's actually lasting and good for our body is right away. It is every day, a little bit at a time, persistent, consistent. And in a month, in six months, suddenly you notice 
oh, I am better in the way I intended. And it is lasting. Love that. Absolutely. If people want to get in touch with you, read your book and get more wonderful input from you, how can they do that? Uh, the easiest way is to buy it from Amazon. And again, my book is called Skin Sobering. Uh, so, um, or you can email me info at skinsobering.com. Uh, the book is the only product quote that I sell. I sell no other things. Um, I have two products I mentioned in the book that are actually good uh, or not harmful to the skin. So when you read my book, you find out because people will say, oh, when I first start skin sobering or quitting all the products, I'm going to experience a withdrawal effect, which is just like alcohol quitting, uh, coffee quitting. You're going to experience exactly what the products has been uh, providing you artificially. So during that time, people may need some products to calm the dryness or the oiliness. So uh, my book will talk about two products. But other than that, I have nothing that I sell. Uh, I do need to sell the book so I can disseminate the information. But if you don't have the money to buy, you want me to give you a book, write me. If you want wow. to learn about this, if you want uh, perhaps a, a an e-copy, um, tell me. Um, I am not here to make money. I need to put a price on the book so that Amazon makes money. <laughs> but I am happy to disseminate this information all for free so we can stop childhood eczema. We can stop old elder people's um, dermatitis, itchiness. Uh, we can stop the rampant beauty problems that are caused by beauty products. We can beautify our skin by allowing our skin to maximally regenerate, repair, and renew. That's when you will have your most beautiful skin. And then use products once in a while. As you said, don't, don't be um, punishing yourself for, oh, shoot, I didn't eat well today. I might as well just fall off the wagon. Oh, I have, a be I have an important concert to go to like I did um, the weekend. I was dolled up. I had like 12 layers of foundation. No problem. If you need to do it for special occasions, do it. Put skincare products on. But as a daily basis, you're making your skin uglier rather than more beautiful. So really allow your skin to beautify itself. Fantastic message. Thank you so much, Erin. It's wonderful talking with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, great chat with Erin. And look, both of us have a relatively unpopular message because it goes against what we've always been told, what we've always believed or learned, which is basically that you need XYZ products, whether they're edible or not, to feel better and to look better. And my message is that you don't need edible products that contain refined sugar and flour in order to feel good feel healthy, lose weight, and basically live a perfectly joyful life. And Erin's message is that you don't need skincare products, at least not every day, in order to have beautiful skin. So I put the link to her book Skin Sobering with the description of this episode, so you can go check it out there. And if you're the sort of person who likes to question what you've always been told, 
or even what you've always believed, then the After Sugar Club is the right place for you. If you're ready and committed to your own well-being and to improving your health by cutting sugar, and if you want to be with other like-minded people, then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the Premium After Sugar Club where you'll get much more personalised and customised guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the premium option. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.